So if you are in that startup world or if you're thinking of getting into it, I would suggest just hook on to something there that matters, that matters beyond you as a person in your immediate circumstance, that matters to the community, whatever that looks like. Welcome to the Startup West podcast. My name is Steve Elias and welcome to my co-host, Danielle Cross. Hi, Steve, and welcome to all of our Startup West podcast listeners. Startup West podcast is all about startups, entrepreneurs and innovators who have been there and done it or are right here and doing it in sunny Western Australia. On this episode, we have the opportunity to chat with Eliza Carbines, the founder of Tender Relief, an online bid and proposal tool which is designed to take the stress out of tendering and replace it with knowledge and confidence. Hi, Eliza. Welcome to Startup West. Fantastic to have you here. Thanks, Steve. It's a joy to be here. Can you tell us about your business, Tender Relief, uh, the story of what led you to starting the business? Sure. Yeah. I mean, not too many people aspire to be a tendering professional when they grow up. You know, it's usually ballerina and fireman or something (laughs) like that. But I happen to have some great mentors through my professional career that saw in me and a skill for commercial contracts, sort of um, negotiation and an understanding of that world that I didn't even really see in myself Mm. at the time. So it was a bit of an accident. Um, But I started my own business because I wanted to be able to help small businesses, particularly regional ones that typically wouldn't be able to afford a full-time resource like me in their organisation. And Eliza, how did you set up Tender Relief in the first instance? It was an absolute accident, Accident. Danelle. I was meant to be taking some time off after a stint with the state government and Mm -hmm. prior to that with a big multinational leading leading their Australasian bid team. Mm. And two weeks into my six months off, I got tapped on the shoulder by a local business in Caratha saying, we heard you weren't doing anything. We desperately need some help. And I always knew that I was going to Mm. start my own business in tendering, but the timing of it was very rapid and I was a sole trader for a short while and Mm -hmm. then had to incorporate Mm -hmm. and it's just grown since then. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Any initial issues that you encountered? Starting the business, I suppose understanding the pace of growth Mm -hmm. was a new concept for me prior to having you know, having been employed by others and being afforded a team and being afforded direction from a board, I didn't necessarily have to make decisions about the scale of my remit as an employee. But as an owner of an organisation trying to balance quality products with the demand in the industry, and there's so much demand in the industry, I found that really quite quite challenging. Plus mm. your own vulnerabilities that come up. It's yeah. not the hours that are difficult when you start a business. It's your own fears actually that is the hardest to overcome, I think. So true. So true. So you've got Tender Relief the business and then you've got a tech platform as well. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes, yeah, sure. Mm. So Tender Relief operates as essentially two entirely different businesses. Mm-hmm. One of them is a fee-for-service consultancy mm-hmm. helping other organizations submit tenders. And the other side of it is the tech startup. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to productize the consultancy a little bit so that it is firstly cheaper for people to get access to experts and expertise to help them bid Mm. and that we can have a larger scalable impact because right now or during the consultancy phase, we could only help as many people as we had staff Mm. to kind of assist. But the tech is designed to automate parts of the bid that are repeatable, grab Uh, data and training data from your previous submissions or from other business collateral and answer questions automatically. Terrific. Mm. Efficiencies. I love it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, 
Yeah, Eliza, did you need any injection of capital? So whether it's yourself, investors, family, fools, friends as they call <laughs> it, or, or just simply bootstrapping initially? Bootstrapped almost the whole way. Okay. Yeah. I put 10, 10K of my own into the consultancy right at the very beginning. And that was really just for equipment. So that was a bit of marketing, some branding, buying all of the domains, registering yeah. your business um, and, you know, tendering. You need a big printer. You need yeah, to be able to put yeah. thousands of documents all of the time. So it was really just that. And then the revenue produced through the consultancy has been funding the vast majority of the tech platform to date, aside from some small pre-seed funding I got through an accelerator last year. Terrific. Self-sufficiency. Best way to go. Best way to go. (laughs) It is stressful. Very, very. Um, So you're based in Karatha. Yes. So can you talk to us about your team and and perhaps a little bit about working and building and scaling a business from regional WA? Sure. Mm. Yeah. That, that, they're two big questions. I know they are. My Sorry. team, I'm so them. proud of my team. Yeah. Um, my team is based both within Australia, majority within Australia, mm-hmm. and also overseas in the Philippines and Pakistan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we happen by accident almost, but we happen to be all women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of us are regional. Uh, there's there's Terrific. one, one and a half in Perth, but then we've got Darwin, Toowoomba, um, Karatha as well, and then Pakistan and the Fabulous. Philippines. Yes, yeah, so that's we're a bit all over, and we've we've employed based on skill, and uh, I suppose the gap that we need to fill in the business at the time through our network. We've never lost a staff member; we've only ever grown, which I'm very proud of. But the team's phenomenal. Mm. Working from Karatha, I don't know any different, and I'm a country girl anyway, so I'm used to. Being regional, I'm used to the uh, inconveniences and conveniences Mm. of doing that. I think you can convince yourself that anything's inconvenient. You know, there's plenty um, that isn't available in Perth as well that might be easier in a startup scene in Sydney. And if you tell yourself that rhetoric, it becomes challenging. You convince yourself of that. So I just ignore it. Yeah. To be honest. So true. (laughs) Just carry on. And you've been building and growing and inspiring Mm. a distributed team, right, for years before. COVID and things like that. So, you know, we've got a lot to learn from businesses like yours in this new, you know, new era too, I think. COVID didn't impact us in terms of our operation at all because we were already remote and we already had a a pattern of communication that was not disrupted. So that was a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we, we speak about all the positives, Eliza, but one thing that I guess the WA startup community also like to hear Real, the raw parts of, you know, what were the difficulties that mm. they can learn from as well? Mm. Uh, the difficulties, the hurdles and how you overcome them. Mm. I touched on one of those earlier and I truly think your own vulnerabilities and your own fears is the biggest. So mm. support, support mm. all the way. That's how you overcome it. I see a corporate psychologist once a month. She helps me understand some of the things that are being, mm. uh, I suppose, triggered inside me, the fear around Um, being responsible for so many people's wages, for instance, you know, um, what that looks like inside their families because we employ not on purpose but just happen to employ a lot of women, they have young children. And so the consequence of that, I understand it's not necessarily my responsibility, but I'm very aware of what wages and salaries mean to those families. And there's a lot that comes up in the journey that surprises you. It's not how am I going to get this done by the deadline? How am I going to figure out this particular intellectual problem mm. that I don't necessarily have a problem with because there's so many people to talk to, but your own resilience and your own, am I doing this right? Reflection on yourself can be crippling if you don't 
keep an eye on it. Mm. So I've been very, I think that's my responsibility as a leader to be honest to myself and to do the work with myself so that I can calmly lead my team and and have some integrity in the work that we do. And and to date, you know, I haven't had a mental breakdown yet. So I, <laughs> I think that's that's a win. No, very insightful. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that. I think it's really important to talk about that. Yeah. And perhaps some, you know, some founders and those in business don't necessarily. It can be hard to identify. Yeah. I think that feeling inside of you and sometimes you can just put it down to anxiety, like a general anxiety mm. of running a business. Mm. But that's not always the case. And mm. if you lean into it, there's a lot to learn about who you are. Yourself and others too. Yeah. yeah. So can you talk to us about perhaps some of the highlights uh, um, within Tender Relief over the last, you know, few years? Yeah, there's mm. been a few. Mm. I'm really proud of the business actually. We float around a 79 to 80% win rate for our bids. Amazing. Which amazing, is yeah. ph- really yeah. phenomenal. So yeah, good. It is. It is. For, for context, if you were to do a bid yourself as an oh. organisation, 33% is good. Yeah. So okay. if you're winning one in every three, excellent. If you're employing an expert, it should be higher than that. Mm. But we're we're averaging slightly above two in every three, which is really, really good. Brilliant. Yeah, you can't win them all. Um, we did just have an excellent win with a long-term contract of ours. It's a $300 million bid and it was very consequential to that organisation because had they not won that contract, about 150 staff would have been made redundant. Mm. So, again, not our responsibility but we do sit right on the edge of acknowledging the consequence of that Mm. and the privilege of being invited Mm. in to write a tender that has that in mind mm. as well. So I'm really proud that we we have a lot of integrity in what we do and it gets it gets really good results. And also just the development of the tech as well. I don't know how to code. I never knew anyone in tech before I started this. I just knew that there was a better solution than the consultancy wheel that's too expensive and too inaccessible for many businesses. So I'm I'm quite proud we've given that a nudge. You should be. Yeah. Mm. And uh, what are your plans for the, the next few years? Right. Um, well, if there's anyone out there that needs tender support, come and buy our products because right. we need to expand. Uh, what I would like to see is expansion both within Western Australia but also nationally so that when small businesses are trying to find support for themselves when they're responding to a tender, that they can turn to us and, and rely on exact expertise, exactness, at all times and uh, affordability. So that's that's the product development sort of pipeline that I'm staring down the barrel of in the next couple of years, really, Steve, just making sure that we keep that connection to that mission and that that becomes scalable. I don't mm. want to lose that. Mm. And your customers, Eliza, are they based in Australia, globally? Can you talk to us a bit about where they come from? Sure. Most of them are Australian. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do do bids outside of Australia for Australian clients. clients yeah. So we've done, we've been involved in bids in Namibia um, mm. and for Singaporean clients as Amazing. well. Uh, yeah. But most of them are Australian state government mm. and private industry. We do quite a few local government and we just finished a federal government one this morning. Fabulous. Brilliant. Mm. And a shout out to the Startup West podcast sponsors. The Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth, 
Dinner Twist and Tech On. So Eliza, can you take us back through your career from your own schooling? So are you WA Perth born and raised? No, no, I'm an import. You're an import. A happy import. (laughs) But I grew up in country Victoria, uh, just a just a girl from the bush. We had a little hobby farm, 10 acres in a mm-hmm. place called Heathcote, which is just near Bendigo. Yeah. My family's from Geelong originally, mm-hmm. but I came over to Western Australia when I was 20, mm. uh, back in about 2009. Okay. And your family's still in Country Vic? They're all around all that around. Geelong, Great Ocean Road sort of area, a couple in Melbourne as well. But yes, I'm the only one here in Western Australia. Yeah. And where did you go to school? I went to public school. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. went to the same primary school, Little Country Town Primary School. Yep. I, I, we moved around a little bit actually in the first few years of my high school years. So mm-hmm. I went to three different high schools in three years. Year mm-hmm. seven, year eight and year nine were all different high schools, wow. all public schools. Yeah. The one I spent the longest time at was Bal- Ballarat. I mm-hmm. went to a school called Ballarat High and yep. it was a great school actually. Yeah. And uh, your favourite subjects at school, if, if any, <laughs> and did you show any... I guess, leadership or entrepreneurial potential at at that point in time with those subjects? Oh, you'd have to ask my teachers that. I loved maths, loved maths, but that's a real credit to my my teacher, Mm. actually. Uh, He was absolutely brilliant and I really loved psychology, actually. For the seven weeks that I went to university after high school, I studied psychology until I realised I hated university (laughs) (laughs) and just didn't have the aptitude for all of the other subjects I had to do to get credits. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm going to go into the workforce entrepreneurial spirit I'm not I'm not sure I was certainly always always a leader and you know in 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 groups you know mm. group work I was the annoying one that usually kind of grabbed hold of the task we were given and kind of tried to lead the charge and I danced for about 14 years and didn't didn't mind a stage I actually credit mum and dad putting me into dancing at a very young age to a lot of the ability I have to network in rooms of people I just don't know at the moment and being able to speak on a stage. I think it's because I built that skill when I was younger. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. With the dancing, do you compliment that well with a microphone with a bit of karaoke as well? (laughs) No. Oh, God, I wish I could sing. If I had an X-Man talent, it would be that, but I just don't. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) Much to my husband's dismay when I – because I do sing a lot, just not well. (laughs) So you finished school at, at Ballarat, yes, is that right? And right. then what did you do after that? Obviously you moved to Perth when you were about 20. So mm-hmm. what did you? I went straight into real estate. My dad was in real estate yeah. for a, a short while and then um, was in small business. My parents were in small business themselves yep. for many years, which is why I think I have a personal connection to the struggle of small business mm. owners and I see how visceral that is. Yeah, But I did go into real estate for a short period of time and was perhaps a little young for the intensity of that energy mm. in the real estate world. I also felt like I, I sort of got it quite quickly and then wanted to move on from it. Yep. So I did that for a couple of years in Victoria and then came over yep. to Western Australia. And what brought you over to Caratha? So I followed a boy to Western yeah. Australia. Yeah. Bad idea in yeah. your 20s. <laughs> <laughs> no, look at the well, way Well, I know ended. that's true. I am grateful for it. Um, and and that ended not long after. I'd never yeah. been to Perth before and, I, you know, off you, off you pop. And yeah. anywho, then I was in Perth for a couple of years and was offered a job mm. in Caratha. And yeah. so I went up there with 
my now husband mm. who I had met. He's a Scarborough boy, born and okay. bred, so yeah. I met him here. He maintains that the WA boys kept me here. I, I think it might have been the career opportunity. <laughs> 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 Hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, we're lucky. We're we lucky. Are. WA is <laughs> better for it. Definitely. Um, Eliza, based on your experiences, uh, what advice can you give to the local Perth startup scene? Gosh, that's a there's so much to say there and I, I think that the best piece of advice I was given that I keep coming back to myself that I would pay forward is to connect with a value deeper within yourself that drives what you do. It can't just be about whether it's a good idea and you think that it's going Mm. to make you a million dollars. Great if it does, more hopefully. But it, it does get pretty challenging at times and you need to find that core value inside of yourself that is pushing you through those difficult evenings or those difficult weeks or all of the investors that keep saying no to you. So if you are in that startup world or if you're thinking of getting into it, I would suggest just hook on to something there that matters, that matters beyond you as a person in your immediate circumstance, that matters to the community, whatever that looks like. Mm. Yeah, it's terrific advice. Liza, I wanted to ask you about, and I know you play a wonderful role at an industry level um, for your particular industry. And I just Mm. wanted to ask you a little bit about that and what um, that has given you and your business? Sure. Mm. Yeah. I feel, so I'm the chair of the mm. APMP, which mm-hmm. is the Association of Proposal Management Professionals. Mm. Uh, it's as exciting as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's our global. I couldn't remember the acronym. That's why I was oh. waiting for you to come right in on in there. I'm surprised it wasn't like, you know, <laughs> on your brain there to know. Uh, So that's our industry body for people in tendering and proposal Mm. management. That's our global body. I'm the chair of the Australia and New Zealand chapter of that. And I'm a a firm believer, both within my community regionally, but also Mm. within my industry, that you, at some point when you feel you have the capacity to, that giving back to the industry that has supported you in years gone by is really important. Mm. Helping people in your industry or your community that are where you were three or five years ago is critical. Mm. And I'm really fortunate and privileged to be able to lead a great committee of volunteers with the APMP and a huge cohort of paying members that Mm. represent us in all corners of tendering Mm. uh, to really help them build their skill through training and knowledge sharing and networking. And I think that that keeps me connected to um, giving back and mm. it keeps me connected to my own learning as well and because and, it's not all selfless, is it? You know, I, the network oh, expansion that I get from that is just amazing and it really matters to me, my business as well, and I, I get a lot out of it mm. from that sense Both ways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah love yeah. it. Uh, Eliza, we mentioned earlier about uh, your fortunate ability to bootstrap and uh, yes. I guess a little bit of personal um, investment as well in, in your business. Mm. Uh, for you though, from what you see out there, what's the local funding seen like in in WA at the moment? Is there enough there for everyone? Gosh, I mean, everyone's got a different opinion on that. But the one that I hear most commonly is no, that there doesn't appear to be. And I think that that's not necessarily because the investors or the funds that exist don't have the resources. There's some great investment uh, opportunities out there that have legitimate pools of money to give diversity in investor is probably Mm. the problem that we have in Perth the most. So once you've run through your angel investors, once you've run through maybe a VC or two, if we can kind of label it that, 
who, who else do you have? And investors are looking for products that they can connect with and they, they care about as much as we're all looking for investors Absolutely. that get it. So there's not, not every investor is going to give you money that you want either. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's not a values alignment. And so by the time you kind of whittle it down, there, there are limited options. I would love to see more diversity in investor in Perth so that unique or nuanced businesses have more investors to talk to. Terrific. Love that answer. Thanks, Liza. So who do you admire as a startup leader in WA or anywhere? So There's so many. many. There's so many. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I received some coaching from a local entrepreneur, Michael Momsen of, of Zipline. They, they produce software for hospitals. Uh, he keeps to himself but has run an extraordinarily successful business up until now and, and sort of shares the same mentality that he wants to give back to people that are three to five years behind him in his journey. Mm. And fortunately, I fit that criteria. I really love that value mm. and I really love that he's out actually out there doing the work. So he's got a legitimate case study of a business that he can show on paper. This is what we've done. This is where we failed and this is where we've succeeded. And I I really appreciate those in the industry that are able to give advice based on real experience. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Very good. Eliza, we are going to move to a rapid quick fire round and I know you're going to nail this. I know it. Oh God. I can feel it too. (laughs) All right. Let's go. Let's Let's go. go. Should I kick off, Steve? Okay. All right. What's the single most important factor that makes a successful startup? Resilience. Mm. If you were to wave your magic wand over the local startup scene, what would you wish into being or even wish away? I would wish into being more support for regional startups Mm. and entrepreneurs. Here. Who do you most admire in the local tech scene? You've given us one example, but this we're giving you another another go, another bite at the cherry. A company or a person? Everyone in my plus eight cohort last year are phenomenal. Ooh. And if you don't know who they are, look them up. Look them they up. are brilliant. 2021 plus eight cohort. 2021 yep. plus eight cohort. Okay, cool. Shout out. Uh, how can anyone here listening today help you? We're employing. I need a UX or UI designer right now. So Fab. shoot me your CV. Okay. We've got a job for you. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> a job for you. And if you're tendering, then we know where to go. Um, what do you do to get away from it all? Relax and refresh? Or do you? I do. Good. I garden. Good. I love it. I can turn off the left side of my brain oh, and get in the dirt with the bugs and the worms. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome, yeah. We haven't had that answer. I love that. I <laughs> love it. It's a place of ultimate peace, the garden. A few oh. limes and lemons growing up that way in Karath. No, I killed my limes and lemons, <laughs> so I'm not very good at it, but I do love it. No, just bananas. Bananas. Heaps of them. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Eliza. It's been terrific to learn more about you as the founder and also your terrific business that you are building from sunny Karatha. I've just absolutely loved the chat. Absolutely, Eliza. Thanks for being here. Also, thanks to our sponsors. Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth, Dinner Twist and TechOn. And we recorded this podcast at Riff Podcast Studios in beautiful downtown Perth, Western Australia. Don't forget to subscribe to Startup West on your favourite pod platform so our latest episodes appear in your feed. If you like what you hear, please do leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much, Eliza. Thanks, team. Bye, Eliza. Bye. Bye.